Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we're going to dive into James. James is a book that is amazing in the Bible. It is in your face. And I don't know if you know this, but Luther, Martin Luther, the one who started the whole spinoff out of the Catholic Church, basically wanted to take the book of James out of their version of the Bible. And it didn't happen, thank God. There's one section in James that basically says, faith without works is dead. And Luther says that you don't have to have works with faith. You just need to believe and you're saved. And I don't know about you, but that just goes contrary to everything that you read in the Bible. We are called to change. (laughs) We are called out of this world. And as I read this chapter four in James, which is where we're going, you will see that clearly. For those who are new, I say this all the time, read the book of James. It's so simple, so short, so in your face. And we're going to do that over the next couple of days, because I'm not sure all of you have done that. (laughs) I'm not sure y'all do what I say. And there is actually a chapter about the tongue, and we'll get to that. But this is some, I wanted to start with chapter four. Don't know why I felt maybe over this holiday weekend, we may have, you know, not been the best righteous, holy witnesses. I'm not sure. Holiday weekend here was the Independence Day celebration in America. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this is something you need to read yourself and sit with. Okay. Chapter four, we're going to read the whole thing. First section is called causes of division. Now, if you actually get the usccb.org email that has the daily readings in it, you will see asterisks or little letters or hyperlinks all over the place. All you have to do is click on them and it gives you context to what you're about to read. It will also give you other Bible verses from the Old Testament and the New Testament that support what you're reading in this particular book. It's really quite cool. So causes of division has an asterisk next to it. So I'm going to click that and just kind of give you an idea of what the heck are they talking about here. The concern here is with the origin of conflicts in the Christian community. These are the occasioned by love of the world, which means 
enmity with God. I, I can never pronounce that word. Enmity. E-N-M-I-T-Y. I always want to say E-M-N-I-T-Y. Enmity. But that's not the right way. Okay, goes on with further, the conflicts are bound up with failure to pray properly. That is, not asking God at all or using God's kindness only for one's pleasure. Let me re-read that. The conflicts are bound up with failure to pray properly. That is, not asking God at all or using God's kindness only for one's pleasure. Okay, let's look at this. In contrast, the proper dispositions are submission to God, repentance, humility, and resistance to evil. This is the sum of the Christian walk in a brief paragraph by the Catholic Church. This is why the Catholic Church and the book and the descriptions and all of the stuff behind it helps us to truly interpret the word. Otherwise, like we have today, we have thousands and thousands of different people out there interpreting the book all on their own. And this Bible came from the Catholic Church. It was handed down from Jesus. He gave us the descriptions and the meaning and the translation. So it's kind of cool when you go into the usccb.org thing, blah, 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 blah. Okay. We haven't even started reading. Let's get moving. Okay. So the cause of division, it's really us. It's our own internal division with God in terms of, are we worldly? Are we holy? Who, who, who do we love? Okay. Where do the wars and where do the conflicts among you come from? Is it not from your passions that make war within your members? You covet, but you do not possess. You kill and envy, but you cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not possess because you do not ask. You ask, but you do not receive. Because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Adulterers, do you not know that to be a lover of the world means enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wants to be a lover of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that the scripture speaks without meaning when it says, the spirit that he has made to dwell in us tends towards jealousy, but he bestows greater grace. Therefore, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you of two minds. Begin to lament, to mourn, to weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into dejection. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. 
Do not speak evil of one another, brothers. Whoever speaks evil of a brother or judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save or to destroy. Who then are you to judge your neighbor? (laughs) What do you think? All right, I want to say, if I go back up to the word adulterers, because I made that a big deal, this is important. You may have been like, well, I'm not an adulterer. I've never slept outside of my marriage. But what they say adulterers means, they meaning the Catholic Church, it's a common biblical image for the covenant between God and his people is the marriage bond. In this image, breaking the covenant with God is likened to the unfaithfulness of adultery. Have you ever thought about that before? That when you, you know, ask wrongly and we do things that are worldly, that we are cheating on God. We're having an affair, an adulterous affair with Satan. Man, that's powerful. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five verses left. They're almost one sentence long, each one. Warning against presumption. Oh, look at here. It has a little asterisk. What does it say? The uncertainty of life, its complete dependence on God, and the necessity of submitting to God's will, all help one know and do what is right. To disregard this is to live in pride, excuse me, and arrogance. Failure to do what is right is a sin. (laughs) All right. Starting with verse 13, again, still in chapter 4 of James. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we shall go into such and such a town, spend a year there doing business and make a profit. You have no idea what your life will be like tomorrow. You are a puff of smoke that appears briefly and then disappears. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills it, we shall live to do this or that. But now you are boasting in your arrogance. All, <clears throat> gosh, sorry, everyone. All such boasting is evil. So for one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, it is a sin. Okay, this is kind of loaded here. But bottom line, if, number one, the causes of division between us and God are us choosing our own desires us looking towards worldly things, and basically cheating on God. And we are not even asking in the right way for things in our lives. When I coach all of my clients, I make sure that when they pray their prayer of petition, because we all have prayers that we want God to answer, We must say, only if it's your will, Lord. And you can see that at the bottom in the presumption section, right? Warning against presumption. So in other words, 
you know, hey, I'm going to go spend a year doing business, making profit, all this kind of stuff. It may be for God, but maybe you're doing it for the wrong reason. Maybe you're trying to do it for money. I know for me, in the beginning of my ministry, I was all about making money because I left a whole bunch of money on the table and I was the breadwinner. And I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I still wanted to get out there, but I wanted to make a lucrative living like I did in corporate America. It wasn't until I had to pray and pray and pray and ask for the detachment from money did I realize that I'm not going to have a lucrative career here. I mean, I have to be honest with all of you. If I were to live on my own with no savings, I would not be able to even live in a studio apartment and I would have to have a car that had no payment. This is like poverty thing, but this is not why I'm doing it anymore. All I'm trying to do right now with my husband who's retired is try to pay for health care. I'm not going out and hiring people. I'm not rolling in the money. I have a $4.99, you know, YouTube thing. And it's, you know, it, I am not monetizing everything. I remember, you know, I was talking with Sonia Corbett and she was like, you've got to monetize everything you do. And I said, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I just, is that really what God wants me to do? You know, and then I went out to her thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, she sells a prayer program for 400 bucks, $250 for this. And like, I'm shocked. My prayer program is a dollar a day. It's 40 days. I mean, I did that on purpose because I don't feel like I should be making this massive profit. I just want to be able to live and pay for healthcare. And I still can't do that. <laughs> so when it all comes down to it, it's just God. It's your will. I give it to you. Lord, I would love to make money at this, but only if it's your will. Lord, I would love to lose 20, 30, 50 pounds, but only if it's your will. Lord, I would love it if my husband was no longer sick with cancer, but Lord, only if it's your will. Lord, I want to not do this mortal sin anymore, but Lord, only if it's your will. And we have to be humble. One thing that isn't even in the readings, but is in the description, basically tells us exactly what we need to do. I had it here. Hold on. Work with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Ah, in contrast, the proper dispositions are submission to God. We're talking about in prayer. Submission to him. Only if it's your will, Lord. Repentance. I am so sorry for being such a pig, for being such a heathen, a hedonistic, pleasure-seeking, worldly person. Humility. Lord. I kneel before you. I give you everything. I am yours. All of my selfish desires, please take. And then lastly, the resistance to evil. So we have to turn away from those things. We have to love God. We need to not have an adulterous affair with Satan. 
a whole new way to look at this. And lastly, don't presume that you're going to get your butt to confession. I'm going to go today. I need to go today. Not that I have massive things to get off of my soul, but it's been a couple of weeks. And I feel, I feel like I need to humble myself and say, look, I'm looking at my life. I'm looking at how I'm treating others, my brothers and me and you. And I need a fresh start. So let's remember, prayer to him, only if it's his will. Always start with it, end with it, in the middle of it. Just be like, Lord, this is what I want, but I don't know. (laughs) If my desires are worldly and selfish or jealous or whatever. So your will be done. Again, submission to God, repentance, humility, and resist evil. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father, (laughs) thank you always for opening our eyes and touching our hearts and slowly but surely changing them from the rock that they are, this worldly, black, selfish, jealous, hard rock into the beautiful heart of flesh with love and kindness and mercy, patience, piety. We ask for it all. Only if it's your will, shower those beautiful fruits of your spirit, pour grace into our hearts so that we can submit to you. We can be repentant. We can have the humility that is opposite of pride and the resistance to evil, to Satan, and all of the minions that live to taunt us, live to pull us into hell. We ask for you to pour your precious blood over us today. Protect us from evil. Mary, take our left hand, Holy Spirit, take our right All you holy angels and saints, and most importantly, our guardian angel, please lead us, guide us, protect us, give us clear messages from the Lord, and always lead us to the sacred heart of Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. James, what an awesome book. Let's not cheat on God. What do you think? Let's have one of the most important covenant marital relationships. This is another reason why matrimony is God's. Marriage is God's. It's not a state. It's not a governmental thing. This is a heartfelt covenant and our salvation depends on it. So let's not cheat on God and let's get our butts into confession. Let's not presume that we're going to have that opportunity. All right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God today. Soul, mind, and body, that love affair, that commitment, that covenant, and don't forget to submit to him, repent, have humility, and resist evil. Have a blessed and inspired day.